welcome to episode 151 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the land of Drac fame. I did it again. Drac fame? Okay, we're not we're not doing it. We're not redoing this. Uh, Drac fang. Like a fang. Okay. I can't even say it right because I'm so sick. Fang. F-A-N-G. Drac fang. I guess it's a land. Okay. Well, I am Steve, a.k.a. Kilwoggy. <laughs> Um, the person on the other end of the microphone is a uh, doped up Scott Prime. That is correct. I am Scott Prime, and I've uh, this is my second bout with something totally different than the sickness I had last week. So, yay, everyone's um, feeling it. Um, I'm, I guess since I played Nurgle in <laughs> my league, uh, I guess I'm keeping the theme going by you know slowly dying. Yep, yep, so. there you go. Um, I am still recovering from world the World Cup. I mean, freaking World yeah, Cup. I'm glad you made it back, my friend. Me too. It. I was never in danger of not coming back, but everything went really well. We will do a complete wrap-up of that most likely next week. Uh, this week is a very special episode because we have all the vampire stuff. And we figured yes. yep, we have a certain time period that we're supposed to get this out. Uh, obviously. So we're going to be getting it out and then do a whole episode on this. Come back and do world cup next time. That sounds amazing. And uh, what I think is good about this is, is like, it feels like everybody new and old players are super excited about vampires. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not many teams left, you know, vampires was one of them. Vampires was high elves, chaos dwarves, and uh Kimry, or yep. I think the last Kings, four, yeah. which is you know part of the reason why I constantly say like just get rid of the team of legends and let's let's just release these teams and make them official. So we're yeah. finally getting vampires. And uh, some to of them... your point, to your point, mm -hmm. this team is quite a bit different than the last vampire team we had. Yes, and that's many of the reasons why I say like let's just do away with before when there was 12 teams, I understand having the teams of legends. Yeah, of now course. That we don't have that many. Let's just get rid of those few for now, because this proves that teams from now on are going to be at least significantly different enough where, you know, it's, you know, they might even change roster stuff here. And, um, well, we're seeing that with, with the vampires. As, I mean, there's some addition. As someone has said to me, the power creep is real. Um, and this kind of proves the fact that the Amazons having four strength ball carriers was not a mistake. And there's more to that You're... behind the scenes that I can't get into, but yeah, so, uh, okay. GW you know is ramping info... stuff up. Then you know more info than I do. You're saying that they power creep stuff so you, they'll buy models? <laughs> I will say that I have heard from people, um, that... They do indeed have certain metrics they want to hit, and they know like oh. star players will sell better, so they want them to be better. So therefore, you. you know, and they a lot of times just like the gutter runners in the past, they think model first and then stats, and that hmm. can limit people in creation or testing or anything like that. Sure, I of course, get that. this I is mean... all you know hearsay, and I don't really know, but from what I hear. Very fair. Um, 
All I know is we got a bunch of good stuff from them, and I can't wait to break it down. We have um, just to kind of go over some of the stuff. And what I don't remember what order you wanted to do this in, but we got the new Spike magazine, which is going to be amazing, and I think we should give that its own segment. Yeah, we're doing uh, we three have... segments, Spike, then the minis, and then the other stuff. Okay, that sounds great. And, yeah, we're looking at all this stuff here. I don't know if there's anything that we – did not actually get a preview copy of. so No, I think we've got everything well, uh, this time. Yeah, and it's going to be a little bit different review this time, and um, I'll tell you why as we get to it. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen any uh, of it, so that's probably part of it. Well, that is part I've of it. I've been gone for a couple uh, weeks. So, real quick, sum up the World Cup in about three minutes, the whole experience. The whole experience was just amazing. The... My trip there, I got to see just amazing sights in Madrid. Uh, met up with a couple of friends that I'll get into more later in Zaragoza. Saw a really cool town. Uh, saw um, out Valencia. Got to drive around the countryside for multiple hours and see stuff. And then got to Alicante on the beach. And the whole event ran extremely well. I was surprised. I had my doubts just based on their communication and other things, but we had no major hiccups. There was no delays. There was things that could have been better, but that's everything. Um, met so many people that I either knew previously or have, haven't seen in four years or meeting for the first time or a ton of people coming up and saying hi, they listen to the podcast or you know, there were the reason they're getting into podcasting. It just all that was amazing. And the only thing that would have made it better is if you were there, because obviously half those people wanted to meet you too. So <laughs> Nah, they they met the nice guy in both down. <laughs> they're probably really happy. Did you actually go to the beach and like get in the water? No, no, I didn't do that. Why? I A I don't care and B didn't really have time. So this whole okay. trip was very much a surface level kind of trip. You know, I saw all the spots I wanted to see in Spain, didn't get to spend too much time in any of them. Uh, got to see a lot of the countryside, got to see a lot of cool towns, didn't get to do a lot in them. You know, like walk around a cathedral, see a couple museums, but it wasn't, I didn't get to sit and just relax at any time. And when we okay, got to Alicante, so it, was... it was, you know, we parked the car, got to the Airbnb, put our stuff down, walked out the door, and went to the opening ceremonies. Okay. And from then on, it was get food, sleep, event, get food, sleep, event, get food. Sleep. You, you spent 10 days there, right? Uh, Overall on your trip, leaving, coming back? Uh, Tuesday to Tuesday. So like seven, I would say seven days, but two of those days are travel, you know, two extra days for travel and stuff. So. Okay. How well, you want so to look really, at it? if you had two and a half weeks, you kind of really soaked in the environment. Oh, yeah. If I had more time, for yeah. sure. Well, I I just noticed this, and I don't want this to be a whole World Cup thing because we're really yeah, here yeah. talking about vampires. But <laughs> I saw a lot of people just now over the last couple of days since we're recording this just now getting back to the States. Mm -hmm. So they stayed an extra week or something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Travel around. So. And that's what okay. I did last time, too. You know, uh, Scott Hess and I flew into Germany a couple of days early. We bummed around there for a day, took train down to um, Austria, 
and then we were there for like a day or so before the event so we got to relax a little bit then we did the event and then chance and drew and i went down to italy so it was much more of a you know two-week excursion but i also didn't have a job at the time so sure i'm much happier having a shorter time and a job that lets me go (laughs) that's Uh, cool if also in addition to us on this podcast if you don't know i also do the world cup report that is talking about the World Cup, and we'll be going over stuff on there, too, about our experiences and stuff. It's me and Tim, and might have Drew and some other people on. Who knows? Awesome. Okay. Well, I think everybody is um, chomping at the neck to hear about vampires because this is releasing just moments after the date where you could start to pre-order this stuff, so people... People want to know. And as of right now, when we're recording this, just days ahead of time, <laughs> GW hasn't really released the stats or no. anything. I'm sure that I'm sure they will by the time, you know, we well, get to Saturday. Yeah, I'm surprised now. that there hasn't been some YouTuber or someone who's released the stats, which why would you? You don't want to risk losing your, you know, access. But and to be clear, as always. Uh, these are provided to us by GW directly. We are under no obligation to give them any type of review. Uh, we have not paid any compensation for it, and our thoughts and opinions are our own. For sure. With that said, Steve, let's get into it. Let's take a quick break, and we will come back and break down the spiky cup. Not the spiky cup. Golly, <laughs> I am so out of it. Let's break down Spike Magazine that concentrates just on vampires. We have returned to the spike. That sounds more Borat than vampire. It's been a while. <laughs> to the I mean, spike. It, kind of sounded vamp- it did at the beginning <laughs> until I tried to say spike. I've never said spike as a vampire before. Um, we probably should have opened the episode with that. That would have been a lot better than me fumbling saying Drakfang, <laughs> which I still don't feel like I'm pronouncing correctly because my Drakfang. my head is full of cotton or snot or something anyways uh spike magazine issue 16 and i'm trying to show this off to steve as we record you're Um, fine you open up open up the page you got the uh, models painted up you get to see their like kind of fluffy names that they have for the vampires any of the names Uh, mean anything i didn't see anything that just stuck out as like something from third edition or anything else now i'm I'd be willing to bet that maybe somewhere along the lines, one of these is named either after like a GW staff member and play testing or something like that, but nothing I saw stood out for sure. Yeah. Um, We have greeting sports fans, which is a letter from the editor. Like we always do. And then it starts on page two. It's uh, the supernatural superstars. It just talks about the backdrop of the vampires, the area of Sylvania that they're from and the whole magazine you know how like when we got the halflings, we got these like little kind of grubby, greedy people that we, we joked that they were like the chaotic NASCAR fans, right? They're just yeah. crazy. And uh, this whole theme is like, these guys are elegant. They got more money than you. They're better than you because they're vampires. Um, Seems fair. Uh, the positions, it goes over those that they're all linemen. We have now a vampire thrower. We have a vampire runner and a vampire blitzer. 
And we have a big guy called the Vargeist, um, which I guess is, a, you know, like a not a vampire lord, but a more bestial vampire thing that I never heard of. I never heard that word until these were released. Um, I think we've seen him before. Because if you look at the real, like the actual ones, um, they look pretty cool. Yeah, that's the thing. And we'll talk about that in models. But um, when they started hinting that these were going to be released, I immediately said either to you or Gary that, like, I don't think everybody will be for strength. I think they're going to lower the strength on some, but also have a, a, a big guy, a, a large monster type model. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. We got a vampire large monster in, in this Vargas. Like I said, I never heard of that term before. Um, around that time, I looked up right when they started getting these links, leaks, and this was before we had this product in hand. I looked up like a, a vampire big guy and stuff, and I found on like a Warhammer Wiki the Vargeist, and then I looked up the model on the GW page, and there's a box set of Vargeist standing on two feet. I might add that <laughs> look really freaking cool. Yeah, they do. And um, not a spoiler alert at all, but I'm telling people if you want a better model looking for your beast, I'm assuming it's about the same size. Now these things could be giant for all I know. Those look like they might be better options, but Let's talk. Uh, should we go over the skills first, then the actual stats for the characters? I think that's probably more important, right? Because everybody wants to know what bloodlust does. Yeah, that's that's a good um, point. So all the vampires have a bloodlust, and in parentheses, either a two plus, a three plus. It just depends on the vampire. Uh, vampire runners and throwers have a two plus, while the blitzers and the vargeist have three plus. Um, I'm going to try to read Bloodlust to you the best I can. Um, to keep control of their wits, vampires need a supply of fresh blood. Whenever a player with this trait activates, after declaring their action, they must roll a D6, adding one to the roll if they declared a block or a blitz action. So it's kind of like, you know, like the Minotaur. If he's going to go blitz or block, he gets plus one. Yeah. Uh, if they roll equal to or higher than the number shown in the brackets, they may activate as normal. If the player rolls lower than the, the number shown in the brackets or rolls a natural one, they may, con may continue their activation as normal, though they may change their dedicated action to a move action if they wish. If a player declared an action that can only be performed once per turn, such as a blitz action, this still counts as the one of that action for the team this turn. At the end of their activation, they may bite an adjacent thrall lineman, um, standing prone or stunned. If they bite a thrall, immediately make an injury roll for the thrall treating any casualty results as badly hurt. This will not cause a turnover unless the thrall was holding the ball. If they do not bite a thrall for any reason, then a turnover is caused. The player will lose their tackle zone until that they are next activated and will immediately drop the ball if they are holding it. If the player was in the opposing end zone, no touchdown is scored. If the player who failed this roll wants to make a pass action, handoff action, or score, they must bite a thrall before they perform the action or the score. So... It is similar to old bloodlust, 
Except but, you just don't run off the field. It's almost better. Oh, it's not almost better. It's a lot better. Okay, I guess it is a lot better. I shouldn't say almost. You're right. Because realistically, it is a lo- for the most part, you're generally not going to be playing six vampires. So not in the old, not in the old way. Now you could almost get away with that. That's true. The new way you might because it's they have their different abilities. Um, but by not going off the pitch, it's just a huge difference because before, if you're playing three or four vampires, you lose one of them. That's a huge deal. But now Correct. you're not going to lose them. Worst things that happens is just, just they stand there. Okay. Right. Now, they could, in theory, if you run two Vampire Runners, two Vampire Throwers, two Vampire Blitzers, and the Vargeist, they all could go nuts and hurt their four thralls, and then they would have nobody to bite. So they would you would have a lot of just inactivated turns, and I could see chaos happening. But yeah. what I find interesting is, is that you add one to the roll if you declare a Bach or a Blitz action. So really, all of them are two pluses, for sure when they're blocking or blitzing Mm -hmm. and then the vampire blitzer or the vargeist they only fail on a one or two if they're moving yeah or a handoff action or something like that so there's a big difference huh it is a big difference i mean no i know but you still could score theoretically with a vampire blitzer by saying i'm gonna take a blitz action roll the dice and then just run into the end zone yeah of course there is ways around that um we also now have a vampire lord. The head coach of this team is replaced by a vampire lord. Once per game, during the post-game sequence, they can summon a thrall. If a player on the opposing team with a strength characteristic characteristic of four or less and did not have the regeneration or stunty traits, suffered a casualty of a six I'm sorry, of a fifteen or sixteen, which means they were dead. Yeah. During the game. If they cannot be saved by the apothecary during step four of the post-game sequence, a, a single rookie thrall lineman player may be permanently hired for free if the team has fewer than 16 players on the team draft list. Otherwise, it will be lost. The thrall lineman's full value still counts towards the team value. So I think they're explaining it as as clearly as they can. You get this character for free, but it's still worth 40K for your team. Yeah. Additionally... Just like the head coach of any other team, a vampire lord can argue the call when one of their players is sent off committing a foul as long as they haven't been sent off themselves. So there you go. We don't have a vampire coach. We have a vampire lord. I mean, you always wanted a vampire lord. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't wrong in sense. the fact that they got one. Um, let's look at the thrall position. They cost uh, 40k. Nothing has changed from the old edition here. Uh, six movement, three strength, three plus edge, four plus passing. Um, armor is eight plus. Traits and skills, none. The only thing they can get primary-wise is uh, general. In secondary, they can get agility or strength. So they can't get passing at all. That's probably good. Um, the vampire runners, that's an O2 positional. Uh, 100K. Eight movement, three strength, edge plus two, passing four plus, armor eight plus. They have bloodlust two plus, hypnotic gaze, regeneration. Their primary skills are edge and general. Their secondary is pass and strength. Thoughts on them? 
Kind of like fast. a werewolf. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they're, they have low armor, yeah. so they can be hurt. Um, Vampire Thrower. It's a 0-2 positional. Uh, it's 110k. Six movement. Four strength. Edge, two plus. Passing, two plus. Armor, nine plus. Bloodlust is two plus. Hypnotic Gaze, pass, and regeneration. They have, uh, for primary, they have edge, general, passing, and their secondary skill is strength. Yeah. I'm curious as to... I'm sure there's going to be a lot of builds, but the runner seems almost not needed. Because you're just going to... Um, you throw or just higher armor. You can do everything. Better agility. I mean, not same, but I mean, better passing and everything. No, I, I agree with you. I feel like the Vampire Runner, why it's fast and can get to places to use its hypnotic gaze, Yeah. also could really leave the pitch really quick. And in theory, I'm like... Maybe I wouldn't even have any of those at first. Yeah. But somebody smarter and a better player than us will probably figure it out, you know, where they are needed. But they might be the one position where you only carry one of them or none of them at all if you were building for like a tournament or mm-hmm. something. I, I don't know. Uh, Vampire Blitzer. He is the zero to two positional. She. He is. Huh? She is. Aren't she they is... all women? No, no. These are. These are boys. The runners are the only two women figures. I thought the women were the blitzers. No. Okay. Those are the actual runners. Okay. I got it confused. That's okay. I, I thought so too at first. I thought since they were like, look like they were running at you, yeah. like blitzing you. That's what I thought too. So the guys with the big long cake, well, obviously the guys with the ball were the throwers. So makes sense. Uh, the vampire blitzers, zero to two positional, 110 K six movement four strength. Two plus edge, passing is five plus, armor is nine plus, bloodlust three plus, hypnotic gaze, juggernaut, regeneration. And for their primary, they have agility, general strength, no secondary skills whatsoever. So then we have the Vargeist, zero to one, 150K, five movement, five strength. Edge is 4 plus, no passing skill whatsoever, 10 plus on the armor, bloodlust is 3 plus, claws, frenzy, loner 4 plus, regeneration, and like most big guys, primary skill, they can get uh, strength, they can get an edge or a general skill as secondary. It's basically a Yeti on crack. Yeah, kind of. Um... Team rerolls are 60K each. I don't remember what the last ones were. I want to say they were, they were 70, but I could be wrong. Okay, I was going to say 50, so we'll just meet in the middle and say 60. <laughs> well, that's 60 now. And for their special rules, they have Sylvanian Spotlight. Uh, they have Vampire Lord, which we already talked about as the coach. They can have an apothecary, so it's, it's kind of like the old ones that could do the uh, apothecary. In addition to you know having all that region on their team, yeah. Uh, eligible star players are uh, Acorn the Squirrel, uh, Bryce the Slice Campbell, Captain Katrina Von Rees, which is a new star player, uh, Count Luther Von Dragonborg, which is an old new star player, <laughs> new <laughs> new sculpt 
new you know new stats, but an old star player. Frankenstein, Bracken Crumbleberry, uh, Gretchen, uh, Va- is it Wachner? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Helmet Wolf, Ivan, the Animal, Death Shroud, Scroll Half Height, and Wilhelm Cheney. So kind of like all your dead undead guys and mm-hmm. the, the couple that they want to play everywhere. I mean, it's it's a good squad. It's good stats. It's a lot of different ways you can make a team now. It's very interesting because at first I thought you're going to get a lot of stuff really quick, and I just I did not theory this too long. I just like j- j- zap things in there. You know, having two re rolls, I'm taking this to a tournament with a hundred k, and I was like, oh, I can't get everything I really feel comfortable with from way back when I ran vampires mm-hmm. you want plenty, plenty of thralls. So um, moving on page six in the spike, we have the uh, famous vampire teams. Uh, this one's from second edition. The Craig and counts are in here. They have a little bio for them. And then they have the dust dusk fall dark wings, which I've never heard of that team before. So I don't know if that's an older one or not. I do not remember. We have the debonair night wings. And then we have the Varenheim Vampires. To my knowledge, those three, those last three I mentioned, are new to the fluff. But I could be wrong on that. That's cool, though. Uh, team Spotlight is the Drakfang Thirsters. It goes into like how this team was the one who, you know, they had a bunch of vampires, but they got hungry. So they started attacking the crowd. And finally, somebody started taking the thralls out on the pitch with them. And that like changed their success of how well they did. Yeah. Of course, it goes into the career highlights of the team. You know, their their team colors are midnight blue and crimson, which I, I know that nobody really probably pays into that. But I like seeing that stuff. Interesting enough, if you look into the team honors... And if you read through this, I'm sure it was somewhere else. But in my sickened state, I can't. Have they been saying that we've had Blood Bowl winners past the year 2500? I'm not keeping track. I mean. Well, it's so much. Look, I have a lot of second edition fluff in my head. I have a lot of third edition fluff in my head. It's hard to have fourth, fifth, and now sixth, and season one and season two of 2020 stuff. But they are claiming that the Drakfang Thirsters were the Blood Bowl winners in 2503. So I just found that interesting. We need to compile all the stats and see who won. And I thought I about it a long time ago. Like issue, you know, five or something. I was like, why? before it gets too far, we should go back through everything and type out the... Right. That's so much work. It is a lot of work. So I didn't even bother. So the the Hall of Fame team for this, like they do with every Spike magazine, yeah. they give you like a, a big old bulky team. And uh, the Drakfang Thirsters, are, of course, are that squad. They even have Count Luther von Drakenborg as their like team captain on here. And it shows all their positionals and stuff. So we have that. It has uh, special skills for them, the star of the show. Um, we'll go into that later because that's for uh, Count Luther, but exercising restraint if you actually played with some of these teams uh it's amazing to see a group of vampires so 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 much control over their bloodlust but even those strong will can um can only resist the crimson call for long once per half at the start of any drac fang thirsters team turns their coach may use this ability until the end of the current team turn all vampire runners blitzers throwers and vargais may ignore the bloodlust rule so 
or those few people who maybe build these teams and just have a fun game, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, page 10, we have a Count Luther von Dragonborg um, star players spotlight. I'll show this to Steve since. Very cool. Let's see much of this. And then uh, a little star player card over here. He looks much better there than he does in the figure. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So it just has a bio of him. Um, he has six movement, five strength, two plus on edge, three plus on passing, ten plus on armor. His skills are block, hypnogaze, loner plus four, regeneration, sidestep, and his special rule is star of the show. Once per game, when Count Luther scores a touchdown, his controlling coach may gain one team reroll. If this reroll has not been used by the end of this next drive, it is lost. He's 340K. He's a lot of money. Yeah. Is he worth man, it? He gets you a free reroll. No, he doesn't. Are you really going to score with him? Oh, you're saying that's like the tax that you're going to have to pay? Like they're trying to lure you to do that, but because you have to score with him, right? Yeah, I guess I get what you're saying. I'm not going to score with him. I mean, you are if you're at a tournament and you take this guy at a tournament. Yes, but he's also 340k. Yeah, he's a lot. That is a lot. Like you can get Skyline Instagram for that. You know what I find funny about these some of these little star player cards? Now, this is coming from a guy who's been chubby his whole life, you know, or stout or however you want to put it. Even when I was in shape, I was still a stout boy. Um, these little star player cards, they always give the height and, like, the weight. He's 6'2 and 184 pounds. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, he's, I mean, this one's not bad, but... He's got no blood in him, so that helps. Oh, that's true. Uh, page 12 has his career highlights. And then we have a uh, dirt from the dugout with the Mindy Pie whistle on page thirteen. Then we have another star player spotlight of Captain Karina von Rees, if I'm saying that right, and she is the scourge of Sartosa. Okay, not Sargosa, believe... but Sartosa. Isn't that Sartosa? Well, yeah, I'm just saying like Sargosa is the real example. Okay. I was wondering if that's where they got it from, and this is the old world, you know, anagram or whatever yeah. you want to say. Anagram's probably not the right term, but nope. you know what I mean. <clears throat> didn't our buddy Brian Hill, who's no longer with us, God rest his soul, didn't he have a Sartosa team that was a bunch of, like, pirates? Wasn't that his pirate, the armadillos? Yeah, I think they were from Sartosa. Yeah, I think so, too. Sounds right. Anyways. So this plays up on the theme of she's a vampire girl. She is um, 5'10 and 141 pounds, <laughs> which I don't know, maybe. Uh, I, I did like this fluff thing. There's a Sartosan shipwrecks as a team. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's a good thing. Like, I like seeing new team names and stuff yeah. like this in the fluff. Uh, for stats, she is uh, seven movement, four strength, two, uh, two plus edge. Four plus on passing, nine plus on armor. She has bloodlust plus two, dodge, hypnogaze, jump up, loner, four plus, regeneration. She only plays for Sylvanian Spotlight. 
Uh, her special rule is, is tasty morsel. Once per game, when Karina fails a bloodlust roll, she may choose to bite an opposition player with a str strength of three or lower as if they were a thrall lineman teammate. That is Karina nice. May not, Karina may not bite star players with this special rule. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty nice rule. If you're next to someone or you just end up getting next to someone, you can just have a free stab, essentially. I mean, if you think about it, you could blitz somebody. You fail your bloodlust. You just go hit them anyways. Mm -hmm. And then... Does she still do get stunned? Does she still suffer the effects? Does she... Yeah, if, I'm assuming if she fails her bloodlust, she causes a turnover, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, is it? It's not a turnover though anymore, is it? Because yeah, they don't go off the. Well, they don't go off the pitch. They don't go off the pitch, but if you do not bite somebody, you lose your tackle zone. You drop oh, okay. the ball if you have it, and it's a turnover. Oh, okay, so I gotcha. That's okay. I had to play it out in my head several times after reading this a few days ago. So, um, but, we have our career highlights. Go ahead. What were you I was just gonna say? say yes. It was the Sartosa armadillos, and I just yeah, sent I you that. The... You've icon <laughs> that's funny i miss that guy um anyways <laughs> vampire noble leagues this is on page 16 they talk about the crimson chalice challenge and this is a, like a an alternate league setup where you can set up a vampire league uh, this is open to all races it's different because the vampires are richer than you or me or any other human or dwarf makes sense because they have lots of gold so you can build on a budget of a hundred or 1.1 million gold pieces to recruit your team at the very beginning uh in addition to that there's um vampire i guess like lords and the aristocrats they like to gamble on stuff there's also a, a d8 chart that you would roll and give me a give me just give me a number here. Six. One through eight. Six. The art of fouling seems as if it's lost on the modern Blood Bowl player. Your noble wins their wager if at the end of the game your team has committed three or more fouls. So if I was playing you as vampires versus vampires, we'd roll, we would see what our wager is, and then we could get extra money. During the postseason post-game sequence, if your noble wins their wager your team will earn an additional 25k gold pieces. So, oh, yeah. I mean, three fouls, that's not hard. No, I understand that. And I just think it's kind of cute that they're trying to get something different. And like I said, the whole theme is is the vampires have some money here. Um inducements, that's on page 18. We have a, a wandering and I'm going to say Hyom Manser. Can you can you read this? Oh wow, uh, Hemomancer, H A E M O, Mancer. Yeah, I've um, never seen that word in my life. Okay, well he's one hundred and fifty k, a form of magic long forgotten by most uh, practitioners of the arcane arts. Hemomancery is a practice of blood magic. This ancient wit witchcraft has seen a recent resurgence, especially in the world of Blood Bowl, as teams hire powerful hemomancers. I guess it is hemo. 
to control and hinder an opposing players with their dark power. Once per game, a wandering hemomancer can cast one of two spells listed below. So one is a blood puppet. As if tugging the strings of a marinette, the hemomancer can command a player to stagger against their will into the danger zone or away from the defensive position. Target any opposition player that is not holding the ball. Roll a d6. On a 2+, you may immediately move the chosen player up to three squares, yeah. ignoring tackle zones. Jeez. On a 1, the player manages to shrug off the magic, and the spell has no effect. The other spell is a blood curse. With a swift hand motion and a muttered curse, the hemomancer uh, begins to warp and transform the blood of their victim, causing massive internal injuries. Targeting player on the pit, not holding the ball, roll a d6. On a 3+, plus, you may immediately make an injury roll against the selected player. Treating any casualty result as a badly hurt. On a 1 or 2, the player has, was momentarily dizzy as the blood rushes to their head, but is un, otherwise unaffected. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Hemomancy is a to, Apparently hemomancy is a thing. It's blood magic, like that says. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just making sure. I never. I don't think I've ever seen that word myself. So I have not either. Congrats to GW for coming up with something that only they know about because they're working in blood <laughs> magic. Uh, so it also talks about like the glittering prizes as a league. You know, they says like in addition to the normal gold you receive for first, second, and third in a league, you get an additional twenty k. You know. It's all for the fluff of this uh, Crimson Chalice theme. There's also a Creepy Castle weather table. There is also an After Dark kickoff table. So this kind of goes with the um, the field and stuff like that. Some of this does because like, there's a chandelier and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll talk about so that we when got, we get to the... Yeah, edge. so we got charts on that. Um, charts on charts on 20, charts. What's that? Charts on charts. Mm-hmm. Page 20 goes over... The field itself, the vampire pitch, which I think it's good that they include the rules in these magazines in addition to. They don't normally, though, do they? I want to say they did with the last one as well, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. It's been a while. either. But I like it in, in a couple ways. This allows maybe me and you, if we didn't, couldn't afford the field. Mm-hmm. Because model, models are expensive. Maybe we could start playing this. But it still wouldn't have the same effect. You know, like yeah. you don't have everything that's on the map. But it gives you an option. Or you can at least read about it and go, I think I kind of want that field. Yeah. Sounds neat. Page 21 is the coffin corner where you know they talk about fluffy things, the way people died. Page 22 is the vampire balls. It goes over the two different uh, balls that you get on your sprue of miniatures, which is the... Bat ball and the restrained Vargling ball. And basically that's the one that it can bite you as you're, you know, you're carrying the ball and it can bite you and you'll yeah. drop it, but it's not, it's not a turnover. So sounds like a new ball for Critter Cup. <laughs> exactly. We have a chat with a rat on page 23. We have the pro playbook. This is the, it sometimes the magazine has about a couple pages that, kind of feel redundant but i gotta remember <laughs> that some people are seeing vampires for the first time so yeah maybe they need to have some things that i think is redundant 
maybe spelled out for them so they're very clear on you know what the position should do and how it should act so that's kind of what these next couple pages are just re-explains the positions again it's giving you some hints about like these guys are incredibly fast but you got to do this you know use hypno gaze quite often uh it has starting rosters examples a couple of examples of those on page 26 and then again team development on page 27 here, which is the thing where they just show the positionals and go, we suggest block. Yeah. We suggest dodge, which to me and you seem like we don't need this, but at the same time. To a brand new person, they team. do need some type of guidance and that's good. Um, the offense and defensive setups, they're just now on one page. And I swear before that used to be a couple pages of this. Probably. Um, but they've summarized it all in one page, which I think is great. They even talk about managing bloodlust, like really putting an emphasis on like how you should run this team and just be careful with, you know, the vampires and the bloodlust. And mm-hmm. then kind of one of I really like this player spotlight. We have Ivan the Animal Death Shroud. Yeah. So why this is, I mean, this is kind of like. Um, Vlad the Impaler, right? A little bit. But really, it's... At least that's what I thought it was always supposed to be. It's more like that. Um, But really, man, I always thought it was kind of a, a hint to, like, the Legion of Doom with the animal, Hawk and Animal, the pro wrestlers. Funny enough, I always thought George the Animal Steel. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> this is definitely a lot of puns talking about the legion of doom and hawk and animal oh for real okay it even talks about and this is just a little snippet and then i'll go over the stats after years of delighting the hellion fans with feats of excessive violence ivan went in search of one of his old treasure hordes and returned with enough gold to buy out his contract and forge his own destiny ivan announced he would attend to build a new team to conquer the world's edge mountains called the legion of doom Oh, wow. The title given to his most skilled warriors in the past unlife, as they call it. So it really hints to the Legion of Doom and the wrestling thing, which is Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Ivan the Animal Death Shroud, he can play for, obviously, Sylvanian Spotlight. Six movement, four strength. Edge is four plus, passing five plus. Armor is nine plus, and he's basically um, I want I want to say undead blitzer. What what what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, a white, uh, a white. Yeah, he okay. is a white. Okay, I mean that makes sense. He's, he looks like one. Right, right. I really thought though, like he was supposed to be like a full fledged, you know, maybe it's kind of like a dead vampire, but you know, whatever. They even talk in here, like, with the Shambling Dead, he's, he's a white. Um, his skills are Block, Disturbing Presence, Juggernaut, Loner Plus Four, Regeneration, Strip Ball, Tackle. Um, his special rules is Dwarven Scourge. Once per game, when an opposition player is knocked down as a result of a block action performed by Ivan, you may apply an additional plus one modifier to the armor roll or the injury roll. So he could turn a 14 into a 50. Right? No, that's yeah. the injury. I oh, mean, I'm doing that right. No, that's the casualty roll. I'm sorry. That's the casualty roll. Okay. I, I misread that in my thinking at first. So he could turn a 
a nine to a ten. Yeah, sure. Turn into a casualty. If this is against a dwarven player from any team, it specifies pl- dwarven player from any team. This may instead be a plus two modifier. I took this to mean that chaos dwarves are next. Now I could be totally wrong, since after thinking about OWA. it, huh? Yeah, Old World Alliance. Right. What about stars? I still. They're not tech- star players. There's multiple dwarven star players. But are they from yeah, that not, team? I mean, yeah, it's not in their positional because their positional is just star player, right? Yeah, but so I, I would say no. That's what I would think too. I, I don't know. But people are going to meta game. This will be in the FAQ, right? <laughs> I'm still saying. Where do you even find that? Knowledge. Where do you find it? Huh? The I FAQ? have I have a question that popped up during the World Cup. We didn't know the answer. I was told it's in the FAQ. I don't know where it is. I'm gonna be real honest with you, dude. I don't know either. Yeah, I think thanks, it's on, GW. Like, the Blood Bowl page, right? I, I looked there a while back. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um. I still. I'm gonna just take a whim here and say that's specified any dwarven player from any team. I'm gonna say Cast Wars are next, without any knowledge of if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, I'm hoping so. They're they deserve it. All right. So that's uh, page thirty thirty one. So page 32 and 33 is about the Dungeon Bowl update that's included in all these Spike magazines now. And while I want to love Dungeon Bowl, I find Dungeon Bowl now just more and more convoluted for no reason. And I'll tell you why here in a second. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> College of Death. Yes, this makes the most sense that the College of Death gets the vampire teams. And I know that like the thrall positional goes into the lineman positional and the runner vampire runner goes into the runner position and you know, they have limited numbers, but at this point, I think dungeon bowl, this is just a personal preference. I think it should just be two sprues. You want to have a sprue of vampires. You want to have a sprue of wood elves go for it. That's a dungeon bowl team. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. We're the, co- we're the college of saffron deal with us or whatever, because I don't know. It's just really hard. And I've been playing some gutter bowl and it's way more fun than it's way more fun than dungeon bowl. I hate to say that because I want to love dungeon bowl, but it's so much more fun. Is this because of the team makeup you think? Because it might be dungeon bowl. What if we, what if you tried dungeon bowl with just regular teams? Like there's no reason they have to be combined teams. I don't know. Could be a segment for the future. Who knows? That is a great idea, maybe for the future. Anyways, for people who care about Dungeon Bowl, and I don't hate it, but I just think like Gutter Bowl is better. Um, page 32, 33 have those things that you can talk about and add to your your undead teams. And then for the last two pages, we have um, Christian Swagner, who does the cartoon, the comics mm-hmm. with Nick Kime doing it. And there's three pages of that. You know, I don't think he was at uh, World Cup this time. Oh, well, saw, I think saw if Pedro. he was there, you would have you mentioned it. So Yeah, I saw Pedro. I wanted to get some of his stuff, but oh, his, man. his prints were so big. Like, there was no way I could have brought him home without folding him up. And I'm not going to do well, that. that. That's the problem with artwork sometimes is like, yeah, there's not a, a feasible way to do it. Uh, the last page, of course, is more of the models painted. You see the Vargeist, you see uh, the yeah. star players and the vampires. So overall, 
pretty cool issue of uh, vampires. I mean, as it, always, still... we're, going, we're going to say get the spike. I mean, spike's always a good buy. I, out of everything they release with every release, I do not understand why people don't get the spike. I get that it's maybe not a hundred percent needed to play, but if they're so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And they add to, to the world of fluff that we care about. A lot of people don't care about that. They only care about the X's and O's of the game. And as such, they don't need all the filler. They'll just find it online. I know. And then they'll just make up, you know, phrases for team names and something terrible. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep, yep, yep. So many times I looked at World Cup teams and just shook my head. It's just like, oh my gosh. Nothing you can do about it. I know. There just was a uh, squad named Smile and Wave Boys. So they had penguins on their shirt from like Madagascar. Mm. Smile and Wave Boys. Okay. So like That's sometimes fun. it's all you, you know can what? do instead of complaining is just smile and wave. Sure. I, I don't mind the team names if you want to be whatever, but yeah. it's the actual Blood Bowl team names. I know. Let's, let's not get into that. All right. <laughs> Um, I know you don't have this physically in front of you. Thoughts? I do not. I would like Thoughts to. Thoughts on anything? I mean, I'll get it eventually. So, okay. Um, it it's all good. I mean, I like the I like the roster change. I think that's the main thing to talk about. Is I like that it's different. You know, it's not overpowering. I don't think it very well could be once it starts getting into practice, but. It's weird because, again, the runners, they're lower strength, lower armor, faster. Okay, Mm -hmm. is that needed? Probably not. Blitzers, right? They're Mm -hmm. supposed to be for blitzing. You've got the Vargeist. If that guy's not blitzing every turn, you're doing something wrong. Well, I mean, you go... Right? You blitz, and then you get into a pile of people, and then he just blocks while the other guy breaks people free. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think the, and I think the runners are really designed to get to a space to hypnogaze somebody more than anything. I think that's You're probably the right, but the moment that person comes to and they smack you and you fall down because you're three strength, yeah. it's, it's a high I, value. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see how they play out. Sure. But it's a very odd thing to me because, again, the runners aren't needed because you have the passers who will just hold on to the ball. The blitzers aren't blitzing because you got the Fargeist who's, go- who's a beast. So I, I don't think know. if I was going to make a team today, I would definitely – your throwers are the king of your, your team. For sure. Your backbone of a team. And I think I would do – one runner and one blitzer or a vargeist. I don't know. My brain still says you only run three at, on the on the field, three maybe four at most of the field. But then I'm thinking of old rules where my vampire could roll a one. I can't bite anybody, and they just leave the pitch. So I'm probably going to have to update my play style for vampires because I haven't played them in years in tournament setting at all. And uh, but I will soon <laughs> yeah a lot of people are gonna be playing this team that's for sure i th- i definitely think we're going to see 
to me, it's kind of like the corn. I don't know why everybody loves corn, and maybe it's just the chaos of it all. I think we're going to see a big section of Blood Bowl players get the vampire teams, play the vampires, and give them a couple of tries before they give up on them because it's just a new cool it's a new thing hotness, to do. Yeah. And I can't blame them. I mean, I'm kind of excited. I mean, today when this episode comes out, I wanted to take vampires to the tournament I'm at right now in Lubbock, Texas, playing vampires for the first time with the new roster, but I can't, you know, it's right. not, wasn't hundred percent legal. <laughs> now I don't know if I want to play vampires at chaos cup, because I don't know if I want to deal with six games of trying something out. Well, but I will say there were they, only 11 vampire teams in all of the world cup, 2,300 people. There was only mm-hmm. 11 vampire teams. If well, this was I a year from now, that would not be the case. Not, not at all. Not at all. So um, if you have the old models, you know, you still got all you have to do is put color rings on your models and put like blue ones, yeah, are the, runners, sure. the red ones are the blitzers and the brown ones are the throwers. I mean, I have a third. Ed- I'll go into this more here in a second. But when we talk about the models, anyways, I don't have nothing else to say, Steve. Works for me. We'll right. wrap it up right. and come back with the model talk. All right, we'll do that. All right, we're back to talk about the vampire models that you are pre-ordering today. And the stars, I'm guessing. Was that included? And the, no, we'll talk about the stars, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm assuming all this is going on sale at the same time. Yeah, there should be. Since we have it in our hands, I'm showing Steve the box artwork here for the uh, Drakfang Thirsters, Bloodthirsters. I will say, Standard. we did mention this before. Or I did, and Scott said, hold it for the podcast. Um, I really like how they look with that paint job. Looks awesome. And then I see them not painted, and I'm like, those look stupid as heck. Yeah, so what's interesting about this release is uh, I took the time at the beginning of the week to actually build the team. Wow. Uh, first off, you get um, 14 figures. So you're going to, on the two sprues, you're going to get, uh, each sprue has a runner, a thrower, a blitzer, and then four thralls. <clears throat> um, be careful on the thralls, like really look at your parts so you don't like duplicate the same, maybe like face or head or something like that. Because when building these, I actually have two guys that are in the same, near same pose, but some arms can work for like one model or the other model it doesn't so a lot of customization at least it does give you some very variation to do um every figure comes with a separate head so you could have a whole team with helmeted thralls or helmeted vampires so that's cool because i do like that is a nice that is a nice addition um first off i'm gonna go through and again let's let's start off with like it's 14 full players that's a whole team correct so if you think about it Multiple options Four. of each one, and two tokens, two coffin things, and two balls. That is a Correct. lot of stuff in one box. It is, and um, even you have. So here's the vampire thrower, and I don't know how much yeah. you can see this, Steve. I can so see. we have this this vampire thrower, and you have the other vampire thrower that comes with um, the extra. The wing uh, vampire arm, the wing arm. I do like that a lot. Like, yeah. 
the only bad thing is is it covers up the like the little ball but i mean it's a wing arm right instead of his regular arm so the two throwers i think are great little models they stand on two feet enough to make me happy (laughs) one solid foot over here and you have the kind of the tippy toe position but it is bent where you could have a flat spot to touch it i didn't have to I put some glue on the base of this, put the model on it. I didn't have to prop it up or do anything special like that. So those are the two thrower models. Yeah. Uh, the runner models are the females. Again, two two heads. This went together fairly easy, um, except for this back cape goes on really dainty. Yeah. Really, really dainty. Like I would be scared that it would come off. I kind of put some extra glue up here. Uh, just in this little position that kind of touches. I probably slabbed it on maybe a tad too much. I think people like me and you wouldn't notice it if we're playing across from somebody. Of course. But you take a a really good model or like Dustin or something, and he'll go, oh, they put this together really sloppy. Um, I sadly don't care for their faces. um, I agree. If I would go back and do this, if I had another box set, I would use the... Helmets. The uh, helmet face for these, and maybe the helmets for all of them. Yeah. Um, but that that's fine. It it does look like a runner now that it looks, it's like doing, what do they call that, the Naruto running pose? Oh, Naruto? Naruto running pose with the arms off to the yeah. side. The, the model does not touch in two spots. You know, I'm a big guy of, of like having the model hit on two. We don't need a review two. on every model if it has two feet on the ground or not. I appreciate well, it, but. No, there's a pr- purpose okay. for this. Okay. Uh, number one, you can put a little, just a slight little rock underneath this second foot that's off the ground and it blends in really well. If you right. can kind of see, I, I just barely put that on there. I don't know if you can make this out, but can you see if this ever focuses? Just the tippy toe contact? Well, it is a tippy toe, but if you look, there's a plastic. Oh, that's neat. Piece yeah. around the tippy toe. It's almost like a oval piece <clears throat> where the tippy toe hits the ground, but they give you some additional ground. I like for more that. of a flat space. I'm going to give them props that if they are going to do models like this, at least give us that extra piece. Yeah, for because stabilization. you can easily cover that with grass or rock or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So, so you can make out yeah, what I'm I trying to show it. you there? Yeah. I was very happy when I saw this, and I was like, they're giving us a model that they want to look dynamic. It's only on one foot, and at the same time, it is stabilized way more mm-hmm. than models we've seen in the past that have tippy toes. No, if, if they and continue th- doing that, that'd be a huge shift in the right direction. I point this out because Gary bought a, um, a lizard man team offline, and yeah. all those little skinks are on like one foot. Well, by the time he got them in shipping, two of them were broke off the base just because they're on their tippy toes. Yeah. And... No, that's also um, a great idea and a good innovation that we have not seen in any other figures that I know of. I'm not super in-depth on third-party figures, but that's a great compromise. So here is the the Blitzers, yeah. the Vampire Blitzers. I don't know how we can see that. I like both of these kind of head sculpts, the helmeted one and the, again, I don't know how well you can see this. Yeah. It's more of a Nosferatu kind of like vampire look. Mm -hmm. I like that. They're maybe leaning over just a little bit too much for my taste, but 
they're both on the ground once again there's just enough of them. now they barely fit on their base i had the part of the foot sticks off the base just a little bit that is weird it's it's fine i put a couple rocks near their feet so just to give it that extra stabilization um overall the all three vampire positions except for that goofy cape on the female runners they went together really easy that's cool and the 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 cape on the the female runners just didn't feel like they were enough points to stick on there it was like it literally had two little on the outside of that cape there's like little tiny plastic latches yeah. that hook into little like clasps on the elbows or whatever of that female. So there's not much point of contact at all to glue those together. So that's maybe my only complaint about that. Uh, we have a bunch of thralls and I'm trying to see, I think these are the same actual pose, but they have two different arms. So one is holding a bat. So I really like the bat, but there's no sense to it, right? Like what, why is, why is he holding a bat? Why is he carrying a bat on the pitch? I don't know. Okay. That was my question. I really, like, I really like it. I think it's cool looking. I don't get it. No. No, I got you. Uh, again, here's two of the same type of poses, but yeah. with different heads. Um, they're all helmet heads or heads without helmets. Let's see if I can find the other So then you have here. a lot of extra heads that you can use for other models, I guess. Right. And I believe... If I did this correctly, this little arm for this guy here could have actually gone on to a different model. Here's another thrall. Um, I think it went on one of these, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's somewhere in here. I can see oh, stuff. Nobody is. else can. It's, yeah, it's this on this guy with the bat. Okay. That arm and this arm are the same. So you could get them mixed up really easy. If you start just gluing arms. Uh, again, I think if you wanted to make even more custom poses with these, you could because they seem to interchange fairly well. And it seems like a team that these, could do well with some customization too. Because These I are the only really two models Go ahead. that I walked away and I came back and built the other thrall and I didn't. I built them exactly the same. Okay. I meant to change like heads or an arm or yeah. something and I didn't. So that's my fault on that. Um, I do like the... Again, just a preference thing. I like the helmet faces more than the other. Yeah. So comparing these to third edition vampires, which I still don't have painted because I was going to wait to see what, if they ever make remake vampires, what are they going to change on them? And ironically enough, with the old vampires, there was four different models or three different models. There was a guy with a cape. There was the female. And then there was just the regular vampire guy. And yeah. I kept two females. I kept two guys with the cape and I had two of the other models. So I there could have my positionals third edition if I want. If I don't mind the, you know how we have size the size difference. creep here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the size difference. Um, looking at them side by side, probably go with this vampire team realistically because yeah. the size creep is starting to bother me. Um, I do like the thralls, how they look in the third edition stuff better. Yeah. I because do love they those. all have like, they look like blood bowl players that are also thralls. Mm -hmm. Whereas these guys look like the goth kids who, if you watch like what we do with the shadows, they look like the guys who want to be vampires. Which yeah. That's what thrall is. Right. 
I get the theme of it. I just like the look of the other thralls better. I just wish they were bigger and they look more towards like that. So I'm sure there's third party a... ones that do that. But sure. Now I my biggest problem with this team is the funky collars. Because I, I they've think... got super high collars. What the heck is going on there? The gothic clothes, the poofy sleeves, yeah. the high collars. I think all that bugs me too, and I think that's why I like the third edition thralls better. Yeah, but I do get what they were going for here. It's just a uh, in my my blood bowl brain. That's not what the blood bowl vampires look like. I'm good with it. I'll take it. But I would love to get them pay a really good modeler to go in and bring all of those collars down a lot to where it looks realistic because it's kind of hard to play a game when to your right, all you can see is a black mass. Oh, you're talking on the vampires. Yeah. Oh, I got that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think they were going for like the bat wing look and stuff like that and trying to give them a unique sure. look. And, and like I said, I, when I, they're I, painted, they look really good, but I, I just don't like them. I was getting that same feeling as I was building them that I definitely don't like them in gray, but also know that they look really nice when they're painted. So now my thing is, is like usually when I have a blood bowl team, I pick a couple colors out. Uh, this is team's going to be green and yellow. Yeah. With the Gothic clothes and the poofy hair, the poofy shirts, not the poofy hair, but the poofy shirts and stuff. My brain can't wrap around those shirts being purple or blue or yellow no. or green. They have to be white. And I think that's another reason why I like the old thralls a little bit better because they were thralls that yeah. were Blood Bowl players. And these are thralls that are just on the pitch. And again, if you look at this team, it's painted red, black, and white. <clears throat> it's hard for me to imagine a vampire team not painted red, black, and white. It's kind of like a different corn team. Like how many corn yeah. teams that they got to be red, right? They're pretty much all red. Yeah, it have to be. Which is funny because the Spike magazine talks about the Bloodthirsters being blue and red, and even on the box here, it is red, black, white, lead belcher. <laughs> it's not. There's no blue. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. It would be interesting to see them painted in other colors. I'm sure we will eventually, but. Someone um, someone point, can make a real awesome looking team just by tweaking the colors, tweaking the models. I'm interested to see. So I built this team in maybe an hour and a half. That's not bad. Now, I didn't clean up. There's probably a little bit of like flash where I've cut the models off the sprue and that needs to be kind of trimmed up and stuff like that. But overall, the models are built. They have little rocks on the base, so they're ready to be primed or, you know, good enough so to speak but i would hit them probably with a little razor blade just to check the spots to see if there's anything hanging off but you gotta yeah. be careful there's a lot of tassels too that at first i thought was like oh i forgot to trim that and i was like oh that's a tassel so <laughs> be care be careful with that as well um other models that we had uh we have uh captain karina von reese she's right here you did not open i did not open she has uh, looks like eight. Looks like eight different pieces. Okay. She looks she looks kind of complex to build, 
And to be honest, I would probably just use a proxy that I already have. So most likely, you know, we can. You know, she doesn't. If you need, if, if, she if doesn't you need dep- this, you can have it. If you if not, we'll throw it into a tournament thing. Yeah, it'll be a tournament thing. Push. I don't. I don't have any interest. I don't. She's she's not interesting enough. I don't think. Again, this model now is on one foot, and you know I'm not a fan of that. So that's another reason why it's like, why bother put, uh, building this? Fair enough. Um, next model unopened is um, Ivan the Animal Death Shroud. He's right here. I'm showing Steve as we go. And he it comes with, I think, nine pieces. He looks also very difficult to build. These Forge World models are not fun to build, if you ask me. Now, they they go, we don't care. We made $40 off that one model. Exactly. And you're going to you're gonna build it anyways. They all seem like they need some green stuff for the cracks because everything's not as smooth as the, the plastic. Yeah. Uh, when, when you use the plastic glue, it feels like it melds. You know, almost like a, a weld, uh, the plastic together. And now this one I might build just because. Uh, this is uh, Count Luther von Dragonborg. He has eight pieces, but he's fairly like eight bigger pieces that look like could actually be assembled fairly easy. He's a weird one, too. Like, show me the front. Like, I'm not a... I don't know. Is it weird that I think of Pete every time I see this guy? I can see that. Really, I think of, um, is it Jim Johnson? Yeah. The vampire? I mean, that that makes what? sense. And Jim Johnson reminds me of Pete, like when Pete was younger in his it, days. Of... It looks like he's wearing giant glasses. I'm sure it doesn't look he... like that up close, but. Well, it does look like he's wearing like cool shades. I didn't say sure. cool. I just said giant glasses, so. <laughs> okay he's on two feet so anybody out there who's like me that doesn't like models <laughs> expensive models that come on one foot or barely on the base yeah hey there's more there's more people like me probably than the others uh ask the people who had to rebuy their model or reattach their model so that is all the models oh except i had an arm for... pop off on one of my berserkers oh no it should be an easy fix i just haven't got around to it yet your super expensive painted yeah. cool berserkers. Yeah, that's fine. It happens. Oh, oh no, that that, that bothers me so much. <laughs> um, the next model here is the Vargeist, which is awesome looking. Is it painted? Okay, so this model comes. Of course, you have to tear out the instructions to get it out. It comes with a ton of pieces, including. Yes, a ribbon that you see up there. <laughs> and at one point, it just doesn't have a, a head. It has two pieces that you have to glue together to make the head. Yeah, I, I honestly like the other Vargeists much better. Do you see these models over here in these pictures, which I know nobody else can see, where it's showing you like, hey, take this arm and attach yeah. it over here. Do you see the red spots on the, like, the, yeah. the new part they show in green? The red is... Clear, clean the flash out of these holes Ugh. because there's supposed to be holes throughout. That's what all these little red spots are. Clean the flash, oh, clean the flash, okay. clean the flash. Yeah, great, right? Yeah. So the number one reason I hate this Vargas model, and I went ahead and built it, folks, because my theory was is like this thing is barely put together. 
it it is pretty if it's just a model that you're going to paint and put on your shelf and never worry about dropping it from like six inches and breaking it it is pretty if you're going to play with it on a field i think it's too fragile like look at this steve i can just barely looks like it's going to break at any point i don't i don't think the fragility is there i think they're well done models they hold up nicely to most extent my problem is how tall is that thing eight inches um (laughs) no i know but that's what she said. How's he, going, is, how's he going to lay down in the square? He's not, and that's another problem he's I have. He's double the like size of not, the vampire. Yeah, I don't know why we had to have him leaping off a rock that's covered by bats or whatever. It is a cool-looking um, pose. I, I get it. It is cool-looking. Get the other Vargeists. One's on two legs with his arms behind him with the wings out. He looks better. He'll probably paint easier. He'll be in in the square when you lay him down. I mean, unless those things are like 40 um, millimeter, and we don't know. Yeah, I mean, they could be giant. Um, surprisingly, it stays balanced, because I did not think it was going to stay balanced on the base. It does. My fears, my big giant monkey hands accidentally breaking this, or somebody else bumping a table, and this thing falling off the table and just shattering, because it is held together by not much, just right there. Yeah. That little point. I get it. If this model was twelve dollars, let's go for it. <laughs> it's probably forty-two dollars. Oh, so. easy, and yeah. and that changes my perspective on like, oh, I can replace it. Um, the arms were super difficult to put together because there was really no grasping point. And these things, this resin or whatever this is from Forge World, doesn't to me meld together or weld together like the plastic and the plastic glue. So yeah, it was. A very difficult model for at least somebody at my level of modeling to do. And as you see, there's, you know, if I had green stuff, I'd need to start filling it into these holes because there's right. little holes so, on, the, on the head. Looking at Forge World's website or Games Workshop, the three-pack Vargeists is 60 bucks. You Definitely just, buy a th- buy one of those and split it up with three of your buddies. That's my two of your, two real buddies, opinion. But yeah. Absolutely. That's the better way to go. Um, Matter of fact. I can't find out how big they are, though. Matter of fact, right now in Lubbock, I'm checking Stormcrow Games. <laughs> in the future, now, <laughs> at Lubbock Tournament, looking to see if they have a Vargeist box set so I can support the store and get some Vargeist. Yeah. So. And sell the other two. Make your money back. Yeah, or sell them to friends or whoever who needs yeah, of one course. for cheap. Or... I would just rather have those in that box set because also, I mean, does anything on here? I mean, I guess this one shoulder pad, the one <laughs> shoulder pad, yeah. says like this guy's a blood bowl guy. No, nothing, nothing but else that's, really does to me. That's true of any big guy. There's no, there's zero big guys aside from like the ogre or the troll, which are the initial ones. Cause I don't think that's yeah, true. I have, that's maybe fair. the Yeti. Okay, they kind of do, but so here's here's my feelings on the team. Like I said, about an hour and a half of you know my skill level, just listening to radio, chilling out, you know, not getting in a hurry. Put those together, no problem. Um, the star players that I would buy, you know, if I said we didn't get these in the mail, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of like one of these. 
I probably would buy the Count Luther, like if we were at like a Kansas City Open or something like that. Hey, like when I'm up there, I'm gonna buy one of these. Okay. Uh, Ivan the animal. I don't know if I would really purchase myself. I think he's the coolest looking one. I agree. I was about to say, I think he's a really cool model looking wise. I just don't like this material that they're made of. That's just a me thing too. Now other people might say it's fun to work with and. It's just not me. The Captain Katrina Von Reese, I would. She's on one foot. She's holding a football. She's, I ain't buy she's it. not great to begin it's, with. Yeah. So I'm not impressed at all with that. So my only thought on to that is, is like, is eight thralls enough for a vampire team? And I always say this in the past. Not that I was great with vampires, but yeah. I was not bad either. I mean, I got like second place at like some tournament and stuff like that. So I didn't have a losing record. But the ideal I- idea was is to run three or four vampires and have like 10 thralls at your disposal because you yeah. needed the thralls to fuel your vampires. I'm already thinking like, do I need to buy a box set if I'm going to keep this team so I can, you know, take half, take a sprue, you know. Because realistically, four- you're going you're going to take a Vargeist, two passers, two blisters, probably. That's five. And then how, you have eight thralls? That's 13. Eight thralls. Even Are you if ever you going to need more vampires? 13? What's that? Are you ever going to need more than 13 players? I, I don't know. That's my thing is for tournament play, I don't know. Yeah. In the past, when I was successful enough at tournaments, I took 13 or 14 players. Yeah. And that was only with three vampires or four vampires. So maybe, maybe not anymore. Maybe you don't need more than eight thralls. But my brain says you need that option if you wanted to run Count Luther. Yeah. And one thrower and a Vargeist. And you need 12 thralls to fill out the team. Not wrong. You know, because. Yeah. So my brain says I need another box of vampires. Even though I have a box here. So that might be, we're never going to get to a state that I think they're going to go, hey, Scott, for you, we have all the positionals and 10 linemen in the box because you're a moron who thinks like you're going to live forever and play with Morgan one tournament and yeah. Griffin one tournament with the same team. And, and it'd be nice if you could just I buy can. individual figures. But I mean, people break them apart online, so. You could always buy four linemen or four thralls at some point if you wanted. Right. So what I'm saying is if somebody out there wants to maybe split a box, uh, maybe hit me up. Maybe we'll, we'll talk. But who would? Because it, like, there's no reason to buy an extra box. Because no well, one's going to buy ta- the extra vampires unless they have their own thralls from somewhere. I mean, they could. I, uh, well, that's what I'm hoping for. I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Steve. I know. <clears throat> that's the thing, right? Like... Where could you use the vampire? Why would somebody go, great, I'll do that because you can have the thralls and I'll take the vampires and use them for my blah, blah, blah team. Unless they're really you know. dedicated um, sevens or dungeon bowl or other ones. That's true. So, somebody might want a few additions. Maybe they have a dungeon bowl league and they're like, Maybe. I would like one thrower. Something like that. So Blitz bowl. Who knows? Yeah. There's a lot be. of variations of blood bowl now. Yes, there is. Um, so there you go. There's the review. I would not buy the Vargeist. Um, not that one anyways. Not that one <laughs> for sure. Uh, 
And again, it already got off to a bad foot, right? Because it was on one tiny foot, and everybody knows I, I hate that. So think you've made that clear. Yeah. And he's super tall. He is super tall. I do not have, know how you would lay him down. And the whole box team only has two figures on one foot, and that was easily solved by putting one little rock underneath them. Stabilization, baby. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of stabilizing, we shall stabilize ourselves out of here, and we will be back with the miscellaneous stuff. Putting a stake in this episode is the third segment where we talk about the miscellaneous stuff that was not the other two things. So let's hit the dice first. Dice. The dice are right here. They have this little cool vampire team symbol yeah. on the d6 side which i like the symbol yep but let me and the symbol can the be seen are, in other parts of the book and everything too the colors though they're kind of boring yeah i mean they're red and gold i don't they're red and gold with a little bit of black mixed in and i don't mean like i don't know what's better because the team is designed around red black and white right or in some gold or whatever. I would have liked white because I don't think we've done many whites beside dwarves. I agree. I would have liked white and way better as well. But they look, if I would have showed you this little jewel case of these dice, you'd go, oh, are those corn dice? Mm -hmm. Right? Or chaos dice, chaos chosen. Yeah, for sure. They just look, and we are getting to the point where we've had re-releases of the same dice. So yes. Getting distinct colors that you care about. Is getting harder and harder. Right. Yes, so I'm a, take I'm a, a big moron swing. who will collect these. Yeah, but they could have done gold with black. Or, like I said, white. White with red would pop. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I, I love the colors that are like very clearly distinctable yeah. with my old man eyes. So they are what they are. They're okay. I wouldn't say they're must-haves unless you just collect dice like me and Steve. And... Um, or you just want to play with your themey dice. But well, one time dice that... were twelve fifty and now they're what eighteen? Oh god. Who yeah, who knows if they even went up more. I mean so. they're they're very close to pricing themselves out of me collecting all the dice. Uh, speaking of pricing stuff I mean, out, I mean we do have the cards again. Yeah, let's talk about the cards. The cards are <sighs> if we have to like normal. How to use this pack. We have uh, the cards that I guess are for brand new people. You know what would be cool, I thought about? If hmm. these cards included Blitz Bowl team cards as yeah. well. Then or somebody Dungeon buys Bowl this. Or anything. And then they think, I could go use this. I'll go buy Blitz Bowl now because I can go use this. Imagine of if they put the have... roster on one card. So you could just glance at it and see all the positions. Well, that would be too. Imagine if they well, put... a lot... Whatever. A lot of blank cards like normal, which yep. are junk, except for the seven people in the world that use them, maybe. Uh, Count Luther, which is cool. I don't mind these because if I take a star, I take the card if I own I do it. like the star player cards. I'll give them that. Never had an yeah, issue with them. they're nice. Uh, we have Captain Karina on yeah. Reese, and then we have Ivan Destroud, and then we have a bunch of heroic feats and some miscellaneous mayhem cards. For the people who use cards in Blood Bowl, which I know there's some of them out there, so I'm not even going to make fun of you guys. It's probably actually 
a little bit of a fun variant to do occasionally, even if the cards are kind of, some of them seem broken. I was lamenting um, the other day the fact that we don't get to use cards anymore for inducements. But then I, I got to thinking about it. If you had 400,000 in inducements, you're just going to take a star anymore. Well, that's because the stars are so good. Yeah, and there's so many you know, of why, them. Why, why Back when you... we played, you know, the home league, it's just you would take the 400,000 and take the 50-50 shot of destroying the team. Right. Um, last uh, item that we have in our possession, and I haven't even opened this yet. This is my favorite is, thing. I love is, the look of that pitch. Um. I really should open it because it does look amazing, to be honest with you. So the one side is uh, the pitch of like a nice dining ballroom looking thing with an elegant carpet in there. It really shows that these guys are nobles or whatever. You know, they're rich. They have more money than you. It's a beautiful pitch. And then on the back side of it, when I guess the chandelier falls, yeah, and it's hard to see here, but there's little fires broken out all throughout the field, little sparks mm-hmm. of fire which come into the rules set as well. This really feels vampire. This feels vampire. And I didn't want to bring this up, but the problem for you is you put rocks on your vampires. And no no self-respecting vampire is going to allow rocks in that hallway. You are exactly right, sir. And that's (laughs) maybe my only problem... (laughs) I mean, most pitches are green anyway. Yeah, of course. But yes, yeah. I, get, I, I get what you're saying, 100%. It's just dirt, Steve. It's not rocks. No, I understand. They're, um, yeah. they're pine, pine cones that they brought <laughs> in from outside. You're you're right. But I do love this pitch. I think it feels super themey. I think it fits what they're the fluff they're trying to deliver. Yeah. And if you're saying, Scott, I got an extra fifty dollars. Do I buy the Vargeist or the Field? One hundred percent buy the Field over the Vargeist. Yeah. Even if most of us are at the point where we don't need another pitch, but they're cool. I mean, this we're is cool. We're so spoiled when it comes to pitches. I mean, it doesn't help that we make our own for our tournaments. Can you imagine if, let's say, on podcast ten that we did ten years ago, yeah, somebody would come on and said, "Hey, guys." You're still going to be doing this podcast in 2023. Scott, you're going to be divorced. Steve, you're going to be living in Colorado. <laughs> and you are going to have a pitch, a different pitch for every team in existence to date. Mm-hmm. We would have laughed in their face and said, no way. And then they would go, no, really, it's a pitch unique. So like, if you yeah. have vampires, it has two sides to and it. it ha- they ha- each all have their own rules. Yeah. And the the sad thing is, they are awesome. There's not a single, well, okay, there's a couple of pitches that are less than awesome. But a lot of them are pretty freaking amazing. There's a lot of them that are just okay, but yeah. still fit like, okay, I get it, that's a halfling pitch. This one really, without looking at them all, yeah. I would say this is a top five pitch. Yeah, same here. Just by just going by memory, this is the top this, five pitch. And the Snow One, Elf Union. Uh, Elf Union's a beautiful dark one. Dark Elves, one maybe, put. with the boat. Did you did you notice the models in the picture of the field? Oh, also Elf have Union. brass and rocks on them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, to to your point, yeah, that does look awkward, but at the same time, you know, whatever. 
anyways, yes, I think this is a very nice pitch. If you're on the fence about like, do I really need it or not? It's really pretty. It really is pretty. Yeah. Um, if you told me like, you know, you get the pitch, the pitch, the dice, the team, you know, what goes back, I would definitely send the dice back over the pitch or the, the team. So, yeah. And the cards don't even count. Like, I seriously only looking at those because they they got sent to us. My brain doesn't understand why they even waste material printing on them. So they have must to be sell. A lot of, huh? They have to sell. They no, that's what I'm saying. They have to sell to either yeah. somebody who uses the cards, which is perfectly fine. That part I get. If you're going like half this pack is junk, but I love the cards. Yeah, get it. Totally get it. And the star player cards are awesome, no matter what. I just wonder how many of these sit in somebody's collection, not open. Uh, a lot from people I know, and then also sit on the shelf at most of the stores I go to. Like a lot okay. of places may not have Blood Bowl stuff, but they tend to have, like yeah, the place packs. in Colorado Springs has decent amount of Blood Bowl stuff, but every box you can think of of cards. They're just overflowing. They should stop ordering those. You would think. Now, if this card pack was $12. Yeah, all day. I would say maybe, maybe. But it's not. Right. Anyways, we we complain every time about the card pack. Of course we do. You know what? GW's really nice. They always send a card pack to us. That's okay. We appreciate it. But our real opinion is is for, for us, we would never anymore go buy a card pack so no uh overall enjoy the models enjoy the spike enjoy the accoutrement um i'm excited for them i want to play them i think we're gonna see a lot of amps over the next year oh yeah and you know people have been waiting a long time so yep and we've had a kind of a lull of releasing teams as fast as we wanted anyway so that's part been a of it. year that's a lull yeah hopefully it doesn't take a year has for the it, next one has it really been a year yeah the last amazons were came out in september of last year when we did chaos cup oh man you are right wow yeah that is a long time coming uh-huh so hopefully all the stuff okay. that they were prioritizing is now done so they can get blood bowl back on a regular schedule um, but overall, for this release, I like it. Yeah, I would say overall, this is a two thumbs up. I mean, I wish they would contact me and go, hey, we're thinking about doing this for our bar guys. And I go, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Let's change a few things up. I know you're an amazing sculptor, but I don't want to build this model on mm-hmm. its tippy toes. So let's try something else. That'd be an interesting vampire lord for the sidelines. I mean, I guess. Never have to put him down. No, I'm I'm still so scared that I'm gonna accidentally break him, even moving him room to room just to show people. So just pick him up. Don't break this and drop him. Right now. Just drop him on the ground from sitting position. And just see what happens. No, no, no. You didn't pay for it. Let's see if if your hypothesis let's see if your hypothesis holds up. Okay. You think he's gonna break? I don't think he's gonna break. Okay, I'm going to hold them up here. Okay. This is uh, the length of my keyboard. Okay. You want me to drop them? I'm saying do it. 
He did not break. I tried the floor. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> this killed me to do this because I'm thinking like, even if I don't want to use this or you don't want to use this, somebody would be really happy to have that in their hands. So no, I'm not going to test okay. anymore. It held up though. It did. Okay. It was really hard for me to do that. <laughs> you were turning red. I could tell. I mean, I did drop it on a wood table. It's not concrete. So <laughs> who the hell has concrete tables? <laughs> I meant floors, like okay. you know, like a hard. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, somebody that lives at the park has concrete tables. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's wrap right. this up, and we'll come back with shoutouts. All right. And it's the final part of the show. That time when Scott gets to do shoutouts. That's a much as I'm going to give you tonight. <laughs> uh, it feels like we haven't had a good full volume one in a while, and I'm thankful for that. So, Well, when you record some of these while you, your children are sleeping and or sick, mm-hmm. you just don't feel like doing it. So. No, I get you. Um, so, main thing for this episode, we got to shout out GW, always doing right by us, sending us the preview copies. Uh, we always appreciate it, and, you know, Hope to continue the relationship and everything goes fine. Um, and again, per their regulations and regulations of the EU, they are provided to us for no cost. Uh, we have no expectations with it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we're le- releasing it on this date because this is the date yep. and the time that we, we were told we could talk about it. Exactly. <clears throat> um, also, huge shout out to all the people I saw at World Cup that... Uh, enjoyed the podcast. I had no chance to take names. You know, this is just not going to happen. So I appreciate all of you. Um, anyone who saw me and didn't come up to me, that's fine too. I get it. Uh, so I appreciate everyone listening. And hopefully next time, Scott will be there too. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if World Cup is in Florida, maybe I can go. Because that, okay. that's the rumor I hear right now is that the, they're going to put a big bid in. But I don't know if that's even remotely true. So, well. The truthfulness and the possibility of it are two different things. We shall see. That's true. Um, again, just like reiterate what Steve said, I really appreciate sending all this stuff. Um, I think it was probably maybe even a better review this time since we took the models out and actually built them. Mm-hmm. Or one of us did. Um, shout out, big shout out to whoever decided we can't just have this one runner on her tippy toes. Let's put a glob of plastic there to stabilize her on the base. Yeah. That means the world to somebody like me that already hates one foot models. That goes a long, long, long way. The customability of all the, the models that we've already talked about. If you wanted to customize them for like the thralls and stuff, really good, really good. And like- again, it's in, in, in my brain, it's not the thralls that I want. And at the same time, I, this is probably the fluff we needed, really. Yeah. Because the past doesn't give us a lot of true fluff. Like, we've. this is probably the most fluff we've got on vampires. Oh, easily. That I recall. Yeah. I mean... So, um, for Blood Bowl, at least. So, uh, great job on the Spike. Great job on the, the vampire team. All the models really are nice. I, I just would not buy the Vargeist. I'm sorry to the sculptor, the artist who, you know, put this together and stuff it's just not a model for me it's a poor editorial decision because it's awesome but it's incorrect for the usage 
For me. Yeah, for Scott. No, I get it. Well, for everybody. If he goes down, how's that going to happen? Right. Um, um, to but, go back to your point. Again, of, okay. thanks for trusting us with all this stuff. So on, so on, so on. I, I could go on forever. But to go back. I, you can't thank somebody enough for sending you a whole bunch of models. So yep. I know Steve's getting mad because I keep cutting them off. It just happens. Okay. So to, to gonna, go back oh, to the point hey, about hey, the extra plastic on the foot. Anyone who's listening to this, who's going to make their own custom figures, which is probably 80% of the listeners now because everyone does, take that into consideration. That's huge. Like yeah, if third I think party, me and you're the only two that don't have a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like that, and we should. Um, I'd buy you one, but I don't see you using it. Yeah, I'm too old. You're not. You're just curmudgeonly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, again, shout out to everyone. I got nothing else. You got anything else? I don't have nothing else. I do look forward to talking to y'all either we say a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever it is, where we get the full report from Steve about his travels over yonder and my small travels in um, Lubbock, Texas. And I'll update you all on some more gutter bowl that I've been playing like a very, maybe, maybe I'm playing in a very tiny, tiny, small league. Maybe, maybe I can tell you more about that. on the. It next sounds podcast. like a five hour episode at this point. Okay, so it's five hours. Well, I mean, Phil will love it. He's like, I drove to work, <laughs> listened to y'all all week. There's a lot of people that said that. So, anyways, uh, I got nothing else. So we shall see you next time. See ya. You can follow both down on Twitter at both down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog two eight one four. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Welcome to episode 151 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From Drakfane. From Drakfane. This is Never Steve. mind. Start over. Start over. Okay. Starting over. It's not even Drac Fang. It's Drac Fang. Of course it is. Or did I say Fang and didn't say it correctly? I don't know. I think they're the Drac Fang. Most likely it's Fang since they're vampires.